Hello, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. This is Blake Ruby, otherwise known as the Reverend Blake Ruby. And on my show, we talk about spiritual things. The time is always right for spirituality. And when I talk about it, I try to tell the truth. That's what I am. I'm a truth seeker, and I hope you are too. Everything going on today, especially with politics, not only in the United States, but around the world, we need the truth. The elections are coming up in November, and you're going to hear both sides of the story. And you won't know who to believe, and that's nothing new, right? It's been going on year after year. So we're going to have to make up our own minds about who is going to be best to lead our country in the right direction so that we can stay economically sound, so that we continue to have the dollar strong in the world economy, in the world market. And hold on, please. I just took a nap and came downstairs, and and the dogs did too when I went out here in the patio. We have a very nice enclosed patio on our house. I had it built back in 2014, and I paid $14,000 for it, and it was well worth it, although I think it probably could have got a different model, maybe costing a little less, but nevertheless, it is a really nice man cave, so to speak. And I enjoy being back here. And there's fresh air and it keeps all the bugs out. So it's a good thing. Uh-oh, there's another dog. She might be going inside too. Because there's a doggy door. Hi, Shakira. Are you going to sit here and keep me company? All right. He's not going in right away, at least not for the time being. As I was saying about spirituality, it doesn't seem like there's much time for it. As we all have busy weeks, we'll go to church tomorrow, my wife and I will. And we're a member of a gospel choir on Blackland Air Force Base at Freedom Chapel. And it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life because we sing some really beautiful songs, and I'm a very good singer. I do karaoke as well. If I go on cruises, that's what we do when we take a vacation. Hopefully, two or three times a year. And when we do, I always go to karaoke. I think I'm a little bit better than most people. I don't even look at the monitor when I sing. I know my songs by memory. It's been a while since I... I've practiced some of my own songs, and I've learned over 100 of them because I used to go down to the Wounded Warriors on Fort Sam Houston, where I work, and entertain the Wounded Warriors. This was back when we had the war going on in Afghanistan, and there were a lot of wounded soldiers still being processed at the battalion there, and this was a place, this is a place, since the USO took it over, you've heard of the USO, I hope, 
And it's still the same beautiful place it always has been, but now there's not a lot of money going into it. So they used to have the decorations for the season there all the time, all these different decorations. They had lots of money, and then they had all these different organizations that were feeding the troops that were there. And I would usually go when they had lunch and set up my equipment. And I need some new equipment now, too. I need a new mixer with speakers and and also I need a new laptop because the one I have with all my songs on it got a lot of downloads from karaokeversion.com but also I need to have access to YouTube in order to play some of my karaoke videos and I having a hard time getting connectivity to YouTube. So I haven't practiced my songs in a while. But suffice it to say, that that also has been one of the best things I've done in my life. Singing for the Wounded Warriors, I would go down there at lunchtime and sing for about an hour and a half. And it was a pretty casual atmosphere. I did it for six years from October of 13 to the first month of COVID, February of 20. And very casual, people coming and going, walking around, not paying me much mind, eating food, sitting down on the couches, watching television, talking amongst themselves. But I could tell they were listening. Uh, occasionally they would clap, you know, when I finished the song. And I could tell if I sang a song really well because they would give me a, a look of approval, which was a very nice thing. Anyway, so the as I was saying... In regard to the church chapel, actually, Freedom Chapel. And I started going there in October of 10, but didn't join the choir until two years later. My wife is African American. I've got my stepdaughter and three grandchildren living with me here in my house. And we need a bigger house. Hopefully, God will provide that for us in the near future. And God is the topic of a lot of conversations I have. No, there's bugs flying around in my eyes. Because we never know if tomorrow is not going to be for here for us, right? I know that sounds morbid. Some people don't want to concentrate on that, but it happens so often. And I don't want to dwell on a bad thing, you know, or something that's depressing or sad, but... We're going to go to a place when we transition. Hopefully not all of us will because there are different places where we go depending on our level of spiritual development that we achieve here on earth because this life is like a school. And some noise is going on. Our dog just left distractions and so this life your life my life our lives are like a school where we have to learn if we want to keep going up that ladder of evolution the goal is to graduate with honors from this existence in the university of the universe do you like that the university of the universe planet earth 
is a category one planet on a scale of one to nine. Hold on, please. Uh, more distractions. I had to close the door. The dogs seem to want to come and go when I'm out here in the patio. Anyway, I'm going to let me just cut off what I was saying and, and get to what I wanted to do, which is read out loud. Read from all these books, great books I've got to impart some really excellent knowledge to you about heaven that place that we all want to strive towards going to. And, and to tell you the truth, what I believe, in my opinion, and I think it's the truth, sometimes I can say I believe something is so, other times I can say I know it's so, because I've been immersed in spirituality for such a long time now, more so than the average person, I think. But then again, I'm 68 years old. So it actually began in 1992 with a book called Embraced by the Light. And hopefully I'll have a little time enough to read from that book for you today. And reading out loud has some benefits. Being a Toastmaster, I'm a member of three Toastmasters clubs, public speaking is what I love to practice because if you want to get anywhere in this world, you got to know how to talk in front of people, talk in front of the public. And it's not easy sometimes. And it's been a long and winding road for me ever since I started well, delving into it full time. And I was a member of two clubs in Cleveland, Ohio. Why do these bugs want to get in my eyes now? There's these little gnats flying around here that are bothering me. Anyway, spirituality. Also, I want to give a shout-out to anyone who works with me or my friends that I know, the extraterrestrials that I think that are out there. And by the way, I change subjects fast here in my show. I hope you enjoy it. I don't mind doing that because I usually get back to what I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the show. But I just put some shouts out there to people that are listening. Thank you for joining up because I've always, I'm always talking about my show. I'm proud of it. Many thanks to BBS Radio. And feel free to... Call and if you want to talk with me about anything, anything positive or anything you want to debate, that's fine. Just call in and and let me know what you think. Um, offered that before because my topics are changing all the time. I find it boring to stay on one subject for too long, and I believe that there are some extraterrestrials that are listening into my radio show right now, and they have before in the past. If you didn't know it already, there's a spaceship that's parked behind the moon. I, I think it's still there. It was before. And it's full of a race of extraterrestrials called the Verdants, V-E-R-D-A-N-T-S. They are the 
the most dominant species in the universe. They they number like 500 trillion. Either I have to look at my facts and figures again. Either they have colonized 500 trillion planets around the universe, or they are 500 trillion altogether strong. And what they do is they come up to a solar system in their exploration of the universe. And I, talking about exploring, before I go any further, you know, I think we've lost the spirit of exploration here on Earth. And I encourage you to try to get that back. Because in 1492, Christopher Columbus made a voyage all the way from Spain to the New World. I think the first place he landed was in Puerto Rico, but that was the beginning of the discovery of the United States by people in Europe, right? Because Native American Indians were already here, which is crazy how they they ignored that for so long. I think now we're realizing more and more how true that is, and we don't want to not recognize the achievements of the people in Europe in helping to make America what it is today, but anybody with a logical mind has to agree that the Native American Indians were here first and they deserve just as much rights as any other human beings. Okay, hold on. One of the dogs wants to get get inside. I gotta leave and let the dogs in, let the dogs out. What can I do? You know, I can't say no. You can't come out when I'm having my radio show. And I like being out here in the fresh air and sunshine. No, you can't make a pee pee right now. No, I'm having my show. I can't do that. Well, thanks for bearing with me. I talk about lots of good things, and my goal is to impart to you the knowledge that I have gained from other people. And I put together my reality system piece by piece, like a jigsaw puzzle. Wait a second. You just came out. Wait, I just let you in. You shouldn't be playing around like that, Shakira. Come on. I just let her in. Now she's come back out. Anyway, so I was talking about exploration. And Christopher Columbus, think of the need of the Pinta and the Santa Maria sailing across the Atlantic Ocean, going somewhere they didn't know where they were going, blind, exploring, hopeful to find a new world, a new route to the West Indies where they can make money and perhaps discover gold. And that spirit of exploration, that is something inherent in each human being. And don't you ever wish to be a star traveler like in Star Trek? Don't you wish the Enterprise in Star Trek was for real, that we could travel at warp speed around the universe in very quick fashion? Well, these burdens, like I said, who are observing our civilization and have been for about a thousand years, imagine that. Go back a thousand years to like around 1000 AD, how the world was back then. And they have observed throughout the centuries that the human species was very depraved and very warlike and ferocious, killing each other. A lot of that going on. I'd like to read from this 
the book Contact Has Begun about what they said when they made contact with this one man who worked on the LA Times Metro desk and then retired. He wrote this book called The Contact Has Begun by Phil Kraft, K-R-A-P-F, Kraft. And so that's what they do, that they're exploring the universe. They come upon an uncharted solar system. And they've been traveling around the universe for 290 million years. Imagine that. And they're still coming upon new solar systems that have been unexplored. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that give you an idea of just how large the universe is? So these beings, they're extraterrestrials, kind of stereotypical gray or tan-colored skins, about five feet two, five feet four inches in height, and with dark eyes, big dark eyes, kind of um, slanted a little bit, kind of pointy ears like Mr. Spock. And, of course, they're extremely intelligent. They know how to travel here on planet Earth and other planets, and they can warp time and space and travel through the universe in a very quick fashion. And so they they set themselves up in a monitoring, observing status and watch as a particular civilization grows and develops into when they begin to make steps into outer space themselves. And that's a process that takes hundreds of years, you know, like we did in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, when we were able to send some spacecrafts into orbit around the Earth, right? And then they, besides wanting to make contact with that particular species, they also ensure that the species, if they're warlike, don't get into outer space because they want space to be a peaceful domain. Contrary to Star Wars, which is a fictional, just kind of like fantasy violence movie, Sorry to burst anyone's bubble out there who's a Star Wars fan, but do you want actually want war to go into outer space? And if we did encounter another civilization out there of beings of some variety, whether human or other kind, would you really want to have war with them? That is like a fifth grader's mentality, you know? We all pride ourselves on our intelligence. Why would you want to kill other people. I mean, first of all, why, why do you want to have war? Don't you get enough of it, you know? All the war we've had in the past. And I don't know who I'm speaking to out there specifically, but it might be somebody listening to the show, and I believe that these thoughts that I'm sending out, the words that I'm sending out, are also going out into the atmosphere, and also I know that they're being archived in BBS Radio's archives for anyone in the future to want to listen if they want to listen to them they can so this knowledge is being archived and available for access to anyone at another time later time so these verdicts say they prevent a species from going into outer space if they're warlike that's easy to understand right logical but they as i mentioned also want to make contact so let me read from this book about what they say in the book, The Contact Has Begun. You should get it. It's an incredibly good read. The author is a fantastic author, very humorous and 
excellent writer. So let me read a little bit for you. Hold on, please. So they were going to make contact with us. The way I read it, it was going to be around 2010 because this book was written around 1997. And thanks to all the good people in the world, the decent, family-oriented, art-loving, music-loving people, they were going to welcome us into the intergalactic community, which does exist, regardless of what people think. And it's out there, and it has a lot of members. Last time I heard it was like 26,000 different species. Now, are you brave enough? Are you bold enough? I think I am to want to make contact with them. What have you got to lose, your life? Oh, or do you really want to keep on living here on Earth and, and put up with all this violence and this bickering back and forth between comp- the competition of the two main political parties? Or you got someone like Mr. Putin over there in Russia who is unpredictable and started the war, the war that we have currently going on, that where innocent men, women, and children are being butchered. You know that. Do you really want to keep that kind of lifestyle? Or do you want something getting back to that exploration spirit that Columbus had, where we can join these extraterrestrials and explore other solar systems that are out there, other galaxies. It's possible when they share the technology with us. But first, we've got to make that leap past the small minority of us who want to kill and the bullies and the tyrants and the dictators, that 20% of us that don't have everyone's best interest in mind that want to control us, lead us to the slaughterhouse like lambs, like sheep, who have us under the thumb. And you know who I'm talking about. All the billionaires in the world and the powerful governments. And you talk about them, say something wrong about them, and you might have a board. See this bullet here, and it's got your name on it, and it will find you. That's how they operate. Is that really freedom? I mean, we give a lot of lip service to freedom, and I think more than any other country in the world, we talk about freedom, and we mean it more than any other country, but still, that's not real freedom. Real freedom is having the courage and the boldness and the vision and the imagination to want to reach out to our extraterrestrial brothers and sisters created by the supreme creator of the universe with the Big Bang. That's what he's intended us to do, to grow up and reach out, to make that contact, to have a summit. And that was all planned. It it says it in the book. Read the book, The Contact Has Begun, by Phil Kraft. He worked on the L.A. Times Metro Desk for 25 years and retired so why would someone like that, logically, in your mind, logic, logical mind of logical minds, why would someone like that create a, a story, a hoax, after dedicating his life to the L.A. Times? Really? We have to recognize how some things change people's lives and observe how they've been changed, whether it's from an 
an abduction or a visitation by extraterrestrials, contact with them, or a near-death experience, or somebody who has been in an accident and and maybe had a had a had some encounter with angels or God or Jesus, whomever, and all of a sudden you see. This is really good evidence, too. The evidence that people are looking for, I'll give you some evidence. What I'm talking about is take someone who's been an atheist, and all of a sudden they get in a car accident, and they have a face-to-face encounter with God, Mother God or Father God, and they come back to life, and they say, I know it's true now. And they take a 180 degrees and start talking about things that they didn't used to talk about before. Now, that is some good evidence there. We can see that for ourselves, internalize it, and say, hey, there might be something to that. Besides, there's a lot of other people that are going through these similar same experiences. So I'm going to read from the book. So the burdens are out there, and I believe they listen to my radio show. That's what I believe. I like to think that they would because... I believe I'm one of the shining lights, thanks to BBS Radio, that is striving to help make the world a better place, to bring that contact, fighting that negativity that's out there, people that want to have war, people that want to suppress us, people that want to dominate us, people that don't want freedom, people that don't want us to evolve. And I think, among other people, I mean, the people, human beings listening to my radio show, I think the extraterrestrials are listening because I consider myself the truth, the light, and the way, just like Jesus. I can show you how to get to the Father and the Mother, too. And you might say blasphemy. Blasphemy is just a word. It doesn't mean anything. If you want to debate that, I can, but I consider myself an advanced soul. If you don't believe what I just said, you're not an advanced soul. I might take that back because there are some advanced souls here on earth that haven't woken up yet to the reality of the situation, you know, that they're involved in. There's a lot of fantasy going on. Reality is not something that people seek. They're more obsessed with these fantasy violence movies that Hollywood is producing, the negative alien movies. I am the truth, the light, and the way, just like Jesus was. And you can say that too if you have advanced yourself spiritually. You should be able to because you're a co-creator God in the making just like me. And one day when we transition from this existence into the afterlife, you're going to be pure spirit and pure soul. And that's not the time to regret some of the things that you said or didn't do and have remorse. The time is now. It's always now. The time is right. And it's always right for spiritual development and evolution of your soul. Now, in my church, they believe that Jesus is the only way 
to get to the Father and the Mother. I disagree, because Jesus and the Father are two separate beings. I'm still going to read from the book here. Just hold on, please. That's what I do. I change subjects fast, and that's what I do. That's my show. That's what I like to do. And there's all these other religions of the world besides Christianity. You have to respect them, too. The Buddhists, the Hindus, the Muslims. I consider myself more of a Christian than those other religions. And I think for the people that might be wondering what I just said about what I just said, isn't there like a little spark of interest how I could even make a statement like that? Because that's what they said to Jesus back then in those days, blasphemy. And now that might be what some people say to me, blasphemy. But those people, they're just, they belong to a flock. They're following. They're not leaders. They just, they don't even believe some things for themselves. They just take what they're taught and and speak like they don't really believe some of the stuff that the Christian religion teaches. They just blindly follow it without even questioning. You're supposed to question everything, my friends. And you might disagree with me. I don't care. And these little bugs continue to bother me. I should spray this outside patio with my spray. It's that time of the year. It's getting colder. And I, I'm looking forward to when it's really cold and these little bugs go away. But this one in particular has been bothering me the whole show, so, you know. And uh, I guess I could uh, keep it a little bit cleaner here. But anyway, let me get to reading, because that's what I wanted to do, read out loud from this book. The Verdants are out there listening. Thank you. I'm going to speak to them directly right now. I think I would make a good preacher, you know, because I can, I can say these things that I say, and I can back myself up, and nobody can take that away from me. Because I am an advanced soul. I know I am. And if I was to die tomorrow, I know where I'm going. I'm not going to go down below the surface of the earth to a place called hell, which is God's jail. I'm not going to go right here on the surface of the earth, which is where ghosts inhabit. That's their domain because they die suddenly and violently. I'm not even going to go above the clouds, which is the second heaven. And there's a domain up there that beings, when they pass away, they fly up there, but they don't go all the way to heaven. That's what I believe. It's in my book, The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul, available in the Amazon Kindle bookstore if you're interested, by Blake Ruby, The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul. And that will tell you all about what I just spoke about, it is the most incredible read. It will teach you, it will give you spirituality like you've never encountered before. It's the real meat of spirituality. If you're brave enough, if you're imagine, imaginative, creative enough to find that book and read it, you're welcome to. I haven't been getting any royalties. Anyway, the verdants are out there, and I thank them for listening to my radio show. I 
I could say something to them, I would say, don't give up on us, you know. I understand that 9-11 kind of threw a monkey wrench into the plans of that contact that you had planned. And we need you. We, we, I'm praying all the time for the human civilization to make progress in their evolution, in their spirituality, to eventually have peace here on earth. And you are the way. You know the way. You can light the path for us. Please, don't give up on us. I know that there were some evil men that did the 9-11 event, who planned that evil. And as you know, that was a small minority. It always is a small minority of, of all the people here on Earth. Most of us are decent, generous, family-oriented, kind, loving people. Please, don't give up on us. We are the artists. We are the musicians. Please. I'm going to keep on praying to the Mother and Father in Heaven that, that we can make contact, that hopefully before I pass away, during my lifetime, I'll see that contact between our two species. That would be great because I myself am tired of war. I'm tired of killing. I'm tired of the political debate that's going on, the competition between the Democrats and the Republicans. It's absolute craziness. They're like attack dogs at each other just taking one thing and debating it and they really enjoy that. I mean, I watch the news a lot, but I wish it wasn't that way, you know, and I wish we could set our sights into a bigger objective, a bigger prize, and that is really taking that huge additional step, just like when Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon and said, that's one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Well, one giant step for mankind, but the next giant step for mankind is to make contact with extraterrestrials. And I know they're out there. I know they're out there. Because I've proven this to you before. I can prove it to you with logic. All this life on Earth, over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish, over 10,000 types of birds and Reptiles, or 9,000 types of amphibians, or 5,000 types of mammals, if all this life happened by accident here on Earth, then it can happen by accident anywhere in the universe. That's logical. And if human beings, if the if human beings happen by accident, that could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. And if human beings happen by accident, then these extraterrestrials could happen by accident anywhere in the universe also. Right? That's logical. You can't refute that. It's irrefutable. So they're out there. And that's what they do. They love to explore. And we could be explorers too. And how is that possible? Because they will share their technology with us. We'll become star travelers. They'll tell us how to cure diseases. COVID, hello? Heart disease? Cancer? It's going to be very simple. And one day they'll say, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to stop doing. 
that simple. So please, burdens, don't give up on us. We're worthy of it. We're worthy of, of nurturing. We're worthy of being accepted into the intergalactic community, all the good people. Help us, please. I know that you've helped other civilizations before because I know you can genetically alter yourself to resemble human beings, and I hope I'm not saying the right thing here, wrong thing, excuse me. They can be among us. That's right. You've seen some movies. That, believe it or not, there are some good things from these negative alien movies. There are some really good things from movies like Star Trek and the old series. These extraterrestrial beings, kind of like in the movie Avatar, can genetically alter themselves to resemble whatever being they want. Like in Avatar, they genetically altered themselves to resemble the blue-bodied aliens with the tails, right? So just imagine if you had a, a blue book blueprint of all these different bodies and you can just put yourself into one or another that's the kind of technology that they have at their disposal my friends you know what I'm saying so it's not surprising really to me and I read about it all the time that they're here among us here on earth and I thank you for that take it from me on my radio show Church of the Souls Evolution the Reverend Blake Ruby just, or just plain Blake Ruby thanks you Thank you for being among us because I know you're trying to help us. We don't want a nuclear holocaust. My friends, we don't want a nuclear holocaust. You know why? One main reason is, besides the other reasons, because we don't want our planet to be devastated for like several centuries afterwards. I'm talking about all the animal life and all the plant life being destroyed. Not to mention the human beings. You know, millions of people, obviously, billions will die if there's a nuclear holocaust, all because we couldn't resolve our differences by talking, but instead resorted to violence. Is that the way we want to go? Mother and Father in Heaven, I ask, please, that if we're headed down that path and you can predict the future, you can look into the future, and you can look back in time, I ask that you would send a cataclysm to destroy us first, that way, like you did with Noah back in that time. And you can do it. You can wipe us out. It's better that way than with the nuclear holocaust. So please help us. Don't let us destroy ourselves. Because we don't have the power to control some things. We don't have the power to control a Mr. Putin or some other dictator that might pop up in the future. Someone like Hitler in the past. And the Germans were trying to make an atomic bomb. Make no mistake about that, my friends. Don't be surprised if you heard it for the first time, that they were very close to have discovering it, to have discovered it before us. And if they had made, if they had discovered the secret of how to, not the secret, but if they had discovered how to make an atomic bomb and deployed them before we did, the world would be very different today. Yes, that's true. The Germans were almost there. They had some very brilliant scientists, including Werner von Braun, so, Virgins, please help us in any way you can. Continue to help us. And if you're among us walking around, I say, that's good. I, I'm not going to point you out or ask you, are you an extraterrestrial? No, because I realize that you're a lot smarter than I am. If you're able to genetically alter yourself to resemble a human being, like in the movie Avatar, then you are more evolved than I am. 
I'm just a soul here on earth. I don't know how evolved I am, how many past lives I have, but please continue to help us. If you really want to help that majority of people here on earth that are the kind, decent, family-oriented, loving, generous people like you know we are, who are the artists, the lovers, the musicians, please continue to help us. We need your help. Don't give up on us. You know, don't let things like 9-11 get in the way. You made that decision, and now don't stand back while we destroy ourselves, please. Don't let us do that. And I, I pray, and I pray also to the Supreme Creator of the universe who initiated the Big Bang. You know, we're all co-creator gods in the making. All one day, hopefully, and if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to ascend up that ladder of evolution, you can be a co-creator God of a solar system and have your own planets and your own spirit children. Yes, it's true. I'm telling you the truth. That is the level that you can achieve in the spirit world through the process of reincarnation. Yes. Whether or not you believe it's true doesn't make any difference. I'm telling you, that is true. You'll find out for yourself. I know I'm going to hear a lot of people when I get to heaven. Unless something happens, I figure I'm going there. I don't want to take any steps backwards. Believe me. How am I doing on time? 6.42. And I'm not reading like I said I was going to. So let me read from this book, The Contact Has Begun, by Phil Kraft. They said, when they were talking with Phil, that meant that we could judge the character of an entire civilization by simply studying one individual. Tom, one of the extraterrestrials, said, if we found a moral individual, the species itself, as well as other individuals, was moral. When we came across barbarians, the species invariably turned out to be barbaric. However discovery of human beings and the infinite variations in character that constitute the species threw a monkey wrench into that formula. Never before had we seen cruel and remorseless individuals exist side by side with kind and compassionate ones within the same species. Tom said, destructive and murderous people walk among the caring ones on earth Tyrannical governments rule over peaceful and gentle people, while immoral people exist under benevolent governments. This phenomenon, this range of diversity among humans is absolutely fascinating. They came to understand that humans not only vary from individual to individual, but also between individuals and the group as a whole. It took some time for the burdens to make these distinctions. Your long history of warfare, which we have personally observed, told us that we were looking at a savage race, Tom continued. On the group level, we witnessed international conflict, corruption, thievery, the rape of the environment, the plunder of natural resources, and the unspeakable cruelty of genocide. On an individual level, we observed the mendacity, 
thievery, murder, child abuse, hypocrisy, sadism, and cowardice of epidemic proportion. All of these things spoke of a depraved species, Tom explained, but closer scrutiny revealed individual accomplishments in the arts, music, literature, and architecture that demonstrated a surprising nobility of spirit and mind. It was these redeeming qualities that caused the Verdants to change their minds about us. Humankind's status was upgraded to acceptable after the Verdant scientists had enough data to competently predict. Well, what about that, Verdants? Come on, please help us that the species could safely be welcomed into the intergalactic community with certain reservations. But then 9-11 happened, my friends. So it wouldn't be a stretch to say that humankind will find its place in the heavens thanks to the refined, intelligent, gentle, cultured people who walk among us. It was their contributions that caught the Verdant's attention and convinced them that the species was worth nurturing. This nurturing of the human species presented a unique challenge, they said, one that they had never faced before. Typically, when helping to prepare other species to make the transition from planet-bound animal to star traveler, the Verdant simply shared their technology with the entire civilized species. But that formula won't work because of humankind's unrivaled diversity. The goal, in this case, is to preserve the redeeming qualities in the species while ensuring that the darker elements of the human character, personified by the dangerous robes of society, are isolated. In other words, to resort to a platitude, they won't throw, out, they won't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That is, the better nature of humankind represented by the gentle people, the artists, the thinkers, the lovers, the dreamers, the scholars, the builders, the hundreds of millions of moral people who live ordinary lives of decency would be welcomed into the intergalactic federation. But there would be no place in the cosmos for the wicked and immoral, those who by their very words and deeds on earth have demonstrated that they are not fit candidates for membership in the cosmic community. One prime example of those to be excluded would be leaders of governments whose record on human rights falls short of minimum standards. The burdens have decided that the best approach to achieve these goals is to encourage the good people of Earth to police themselves. Well, that's not always possible, you know. It's not always possible, my friends. I wish it were, but what kind of power do we have other than the word? I encourage you like I'm doing. Speak your word. Help to make this happen. Help me to make that contact. Is there anybody out there who's also interested in making contact with extraterrestrials? I know there are. There are a lot of people. If there's actually any today listening to my radio show, please be one. One way to do it would be to get your own radio show and talk about the things you're passionate about. And to me, just like learning about Jesus, 
who was, in my opinion, an extraterrestrial, came from another planet and inhabited a human body just like in the movie Avatar, like I spoke about. You can do that too. One day, perhaps. Let me get back to reading. So can we police ourselves? Well, it's not going to be easy. But like I mentioned, if you could help anyone listening to my voice right now, let's make contact with extraterrestrials to help make the world a better place. Be actively involved. You will see, don't you want us to get beyond war and have peace? Don't you want to take care of those 20% that are the tyrants, the bullies, the dictators. Don't you want to put them in their place? People have all that money that are dominating us, controlling us. Is that the way we want ourselves to be led into the future? Like lambs to the slaughterhouse or like sheep or cattle to the slaughterhouse? We're all individuals. We all have free spirits. We're free worshipers. We're meant to be free. We're not meant to be controlled or dominated. It is God's will, the Supreme Creator's will, that we are able to exercise our own free will. Some countries like China or Russia, they don't allow their people to be free. They keep them controlled. They don't care about free will. When you impose your will on another person, you're taking away their free will, and that's contrary to God's will. Bottom line, how am I doing on time? 6.15. I've got to tell you about this other book. I was really planning on reading from both books today. I've cut my reading off on the other book. And here's one that's called paradise, the holy city, and the glory of the throne. One thing I talk about, another thing I talk about in my show besides extraterrestrials, heaven, what it's going to be like. If you read this book, if you get this book, Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne by the Reverend Elwood Scott, it will give you a big advantage, a big leap in your spiritual development so that you can get to that place in your evolution where you graduate from this existence, from this earth, whether sometime in the near future or the far future, with honors. You know what I mean? Because this is a school. Make no mistake, planet Earth is a school of our learning. We're learning to love each other. I know that killing people is a strange way of showing your love, but believe it or not, I think it's actually related. It's just that some people can't truly Like, take two men hugging each other. Two men, you see, even men and women today, friends, you notice how they're not able to push their bodies together, press their bodies together. They only do that with their wives. We should be able to do that with every human being. Let me feel your whole body. Don't reach out like your your upper part and leave your lower part away. You know, it, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, we can die. The person that you hug today might pass away overnight and not be here tomorrow so let's do the right thing this book it's called um, 
this chapter, I mean, before the throne, not only have, I don't, I've got a couple of minutes here, so. And I'm running out of light. Let me, um, I'm going to read, try to read about a page here. I turned and said to Bohemian, what shall I do? I feel such an awe and fear. This is called Before the Throne. We know so little of the order of things here. We asked some standing near us in regard to it. Oh, said they, have no fears. Go where you like. We will all find our places, and you will be near the throne. We widened the circle of our vision, and behold, we saw a vast number of seats, both at the back and also at the right and left of the throne. They rose in terrace form like a great amphitheater. These, we soon found, were filling up with the great chorister of heaven. They filled in with beautiful order, each having a golden harp. Don't laugh. It's true. You will see. I guarantee it. I tell you the truth. You will have a harp in heaven. You don't have to carry it all the time, but you will have one. At last, the seats were all filled with those who had been the most devoted leaders in the choirs of earth. I like to think that I'm one of them, too. With very many also who never sang in an earthly concert, but because of heavenly music voices trained in the praises of God on earth, they were chosen by the blessed bishop of all souls in heaven for these great occasions. I really do like to think that I'll be among them. I looked again. The elders had mostly taken their places, many of whom we had met. They gave a lovely bow of welcome when all our anxieties were gone and all, and we felt much at home. I looked again with adoring wonder, and lo, our blessed Lord Jesus himself, accompanied by Moses and Paul, came to the throne. Our Lord took the place beside his father and Moses and Paul beside the elders. Countless throngs were pouring in from all directions. Chariots were bringing tens of thousands. The robes of the high priests of ancient times could not compare to the beautiful flowing draperies of these millions of the blood washed. All seemed so happy and joyous. Many of our friends, whom we had known on earth so well, and who had come from remote parts of the city or paradise, now came to greet us. My own mother, Genevieve, and Mary were among them. Dear old grandfather, now so young and beautiful, also stood with us. Several comrades of my youth, who had passed so many years ago, also came. Among them was one who I never expected to see in heaven, but who, like the thief on the cross, was saved in the last days of his life. And although he had spent a long time in the remote regions of paradise, as he afterwards told me, yeah, that's what happens, yet now he was here. We had many congratulations and joyful onions while the great concourse was filling in. For 30 furlongs or more distance from our great father's seat was the outer circle of the mighty throng gathered beneath 
the great arch canopy of this imperial throne. The four angels now returned and flying in the midst of the throne were sounding through their trumpets saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Well, my friends, I've got one minute, so let me say goodbye. Two books to get. The Contact Has Begun by Phil Kraft and Paradise, the Holy City and the Glory of the Throne. That will, they will both help you in spirituality. Thank you for listening. I love you. God loves you too, of course, the Supreme Creator and our Mother and Father God in Heaven. Take care. And a final prayer. God, please bless us all and keep us safe and well. Goodbye, everybody. Until next week. Bye-bye.